CNN is fake news. We've all heard this term from President Trump many times, and we all don't like it. Yeah, the media wasn't on his side in 2016, but they didn't have to bash on him and almost burst into tears when he won. Like, come on. Get over yourself that Hillary Jill Bay Clinton didn't win. But anyway, Trump actually had a point when he said CNN is fake news. Not in the way that they lie about coverage, but because of one word. Opinions. As a student journalist, I know the brick wall is separated between opinions and news. But in a lot of cases, the wall has been torn down. Some news stations, the wall is disintegrated into the ground, letting the news and opinions be mixed. I think it's getting out of hand. The first reason why I think is because of the 2016 election. According to Rachel Maddow, she said this on live air. You're awake, by the way. You're not having a terrible, terrible dream. Also, you're not dead and you haven't gone to hell. This is your life now. This is our election now. This is us. This is our country. It's real. Uh, that sounds like a total opinion to me. She hates Trump, but she even said she thinks there is no way he could win while they were covering news. And one time in 2012, she said her opinion on the mythical wage gap, but I already did an opinion on that, so just look on my website. If it was a segment where they actually said their opinion, it's something different, but this is covering news. Real news. Another reason is just common sense. Imagine yourself watching TV. And, you're, and you switch to a local news station. There is something that Trump did, and you need to know for a journalism piece. And all they do is gave their opinions, and that's it. How would you feel wasting your time watching this when you could have done the research on your own? You'd feel bad, and so did I. Overall, we need to build a new wall between, between opinions and news. And whoever won't, their news station will just tumble down to the ground. News time is for news. There is a time and place for opinions, but not during news. But on to another topic. If you don't know, there's an app coming out that I'm actually excited for. No, it's not the Mech's Pokemon Go. That was shit. But something better. Vine 2. Yes, Vine 2 will be released soon. And they actually made an announcement that recently shocked me. According to the Twitter page, Logan Paul, quote-unquote, has been banned from the Vine 2 platform. We condemn the inhumane acts of the video regarding taunting a dead body found in the Japanese forest. There will be no place for toxic activity in our platform. I found this... understandable. You probably know about this already, but Logan Paul made a vlog at the beginning of 2018 at Suicide Forest in Japan, a place where people hang themselves. That's for another post. Long story short, it's really sad. But anyway, he made a vlog there and found a dead body. Oh, it gets worse. He filmed the body and still posted it on YouTube. Like, what? How do you get past the editing stage? How did this get past your damn filter in your head? With that horrible style of clothes, that rough-ass hair, and that bony face, I doubt there even is a filter. But Vine 2's ban on Logan brings up something. Who else needs to be banned from Vine 2? As someone who had a lot of followers on Vine 1, about 700 to 1,000, I think, I was active on it until it shut down. I researched many stars, and I still remember some names. Names that I hated. One person I think should be banned is Jacob Satoris. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Hell, I even had to Google his last name just to think about this podcast. He's a quote-unquote singer that came from Musical.ly and Vine. And he's one of those people that you just don't know much about, but know enough about to hate them. Just by looking at a couple of his Musical.ly videos, he has the genes of a fuckboy. A cringy fuckboy. Just like everyone who does Musical.ly. But someone else who's cringy is Jason Nash, the 40-something-year-old who I think just wants to be a millennial. 
I don't see a lot of 40-year-olds vlogging, vining, and acting like millennials in 2018. In my opinion, it just seems creepy. But you know who else is creepy? Curtis Lepore. I remember a video of him where he was pretending to talk on the phone, and he says this. Yeah, girl, why don't you come over? And then come over and over. Do we really want our young generation hearing shit like this? And the fact that he was also charged with raping his ex-girlfriend in his sleep after meeting online two weeks prior? <laughs> like, shit. Our younger generation doesn't need to see bad content like this. Like Jake Paul. The person who is not only has a horrible content, but a horrible hairstyle. God damn, I could see God sending him to hell just for that hairstyle alone. And his content. Oh lord. If you hate his content on YouTube, what makes you think it'll be any more better dancing along to Everyday Bro? And another thing, if you come on Vine, don't you dare bring Team 10 into this either. It's pretty bad how he, how he had to join, but bringing them will only make it 10 times worse. Pun intended. There are a lot of people who I haven't mentioned, but that doesn't mean that they're allowed. I'm talking about you, Lele Pons, King Batch, Brandon Calalvio, Anvoir Javav, or however you say it, Josh Peck, Alex James, and I can't forget the horrible rap duo, Jack and Jack. Now, there are some Viners who I think should come back, but that's for another time. But for now, when it comes to Vine 2, you guys are not invited. There's something else I need to talk about, too. But I think... The secretary is right. And that is that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. I know you remember him. Good old Bernie Sanders. The Democrat that almost won the 2016 Democratic nomination for president. If it wasn't for someone who deserved to be in jail. But anyway, that's not about him. It's about something he believes. He's a democratic socialist. That's right. He has socialist beliefs. A fact you don't know. Having a socialist leader is only the beginning of having a communist society. Don't believe me? Well, my friend, sit back and let me tell you about this little opinion. One reason is because according to SLP.org, a socialist website, socialism is the collective ownership by all the people of the factories, mills, mines, railroads, lands, and all other industries of production. Just like communism. And speaking of communism, it may come as a surprise, but there has never been a true communist country. Well, imaginary person who asked that, let me tell you. First, the USSR was a socialist economy. It even says it in its name. Union of the Soviet Socialist Republics. By fact, there are a lot of overlapping systems that can be described in the communist category, like North Korea and Cuba. According to many people on the wonderful internet, they state actually in Cuba, the government is communist, but the society is socialist. But overall, not all social societies will turn communist. The only way a socialist economy could achieve communism is for the government to be corrupt. And when it's corrupt, you have countries that don't let its people leave. <coughs> North Korea. But yeah, I honestly think that North Korea was a socialist economy, but turned into a communist economy. Uh, why do I think that? Well, they don't let their people leave, they don't have free internet, they monitor the people all the time, they have concentration camps, you name it, they have it for torture. I just wanted to clarify again, not all socialist countries will turn communist. It's only when the corrupt politicians turn it upside down. If you still don't believe me, then that's fine. But I have listed some facts that socialism is just one step away from communism. If we want to have a peaceful world, all countries need to have at least some form of democracy in their government. It would be a more peaceful place. 
And that's what a lot of people want. 